say this mountain can't be moved. They say these chains will never break. But they don't know you like we do. There is power in your name. Good morning. This is Alicia Wellington. Do you believe? There was little good news in the print media last week. The headlines read like an action movie. I fear for my life. Man, 60, shot dead. Shooting victim dies from wounds. Two in court for sex charges against seven-year-olds and teen. Missing Tinapunya teen found dead. Man, 38, killed near his home. Drive-by shooting claims one, two others injured and government can't pay $7 billion to NIB workers. These were the headlines for one day during the week. It did not include the murder-suicide in Embakade or the charges laid on a prominent businessman for sex with a minor. In such chaos, one might be hard-pressed to deny that the nation is in crisis. A similar situation of crisis confronted the Jews in Esther's time. Haman, the Agite, hated Mordecai and was determined not only to have his life but also his people, the Jews. He hatched a plan to kill them and offered to pay into the king's coffers 10,000 talents of silver, which is the equivalent of 3.48 billion US dollars, for the right to execute his plan. We take up the story in Esther 3:11 to 15. And the king said to Haman, The money and the people are given to you to do with them as seems good to you. Then the king's scribes were called on the 13th day of the first month, and a decree was written according to all that Haman commanded. To the king's satraps, to the governors who were over each province to the officials and all the people to every province according to its script and to every people in their language in the name of king ahasuerus it was written and sealed with the king's signet ring and the letters were sent by couriers into all the king's provinces to destroy to kill and to annihilate all the jews both young and old little children and women in one day on on the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month of Ada, and to plunder their possessions. A copy of the document was to be issued as law in every province, being published for all people, that they should be ready for that day. The couriers went out, hastened by the king's command, and the decree was proclaimed in Sushan, the citadel. So the king and Haman sat down to drink, but in the city of Sushan, this, but the city of Sushan was perplexed. With a death threat looming over their heads, the Jews were in despair. Esther 4, 1 to 3 paints the pity of their despondency. When Mordecai learned that all had happened, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out into the midst of the city. He cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went as far as the front of the king's gate, for no one might enter, in, enter the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And in every province where the king's command and decree arrived, 
there was a great mourning among the Jews, with fasting, weeping, and wailing, and many laying sackcloth and ashes. Knowing that he served a God who delivers, Mordecai sent this word to his niece Esther. 4.13 And Mordecai told them to answer Esther, Do not think in your heart that you will escape the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But for you and your father's house, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. I am amazed at Mordecai's confidence in his God. It almost seemed like gun talk. Let's break down his statement. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. So Esther, the deliverance is of your people is not up to you. It's up to God. Whether you speak up or remain silent, salvation will come. This was Mordecai's assurance. God will find another way. I know that God can use you if you avail yourself, but my confidence is not in you. It is in my God. You see, now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with his saving strength of his right hand. Some men trust in chariots and others in horses, but I would trust in the name of the living God. How many of us, when faced with a death threat, or if the chips are down, or if we are faced with some seemingly impossible situation, have such assurance that God will deliver us? How many? How many of us believe that God will deliver this nation from the economic, moral, and social crisis that plague us today? This nation, the Jews, was on the brink of extinction. Yet here was a man with steadfast, unwavering faith in God. He believed. Do you? I bless you and do have a wonderful day.